Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. There are board games about capitalism and war, so perhaps it was inevitable that we'd start to see board games that deal with the climate crisis. But do such games, to use that cliche, raise awareness or reduce the idea of a burning planet into fun? Cathy Maguire of Board Games Ireland has been having a look at some of them for us. Cathy, good afternoon to you. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Not too bad. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting the way you said that there because it's it's such a difficult thing. You're trying to put ideas out there, and um, sometimes when it's when it's seen everywhere, it becomes like background noise to you. You kind of yeah. forget about it then. Um, yeah. I know. I think the game in particular that was inspiring this conversation uh, was that Daybreak is coming out soon. So it's it's by the creators of Pandemic, which is really interesting because obviously. Pandemic, we're sick of it, we're hearing it everywhere. Yeah. Um, but in, in one way, pandemic was a really good way people were playing it then. They were understanding, like, you know, that disease can spread, that it goes this way, that, you know, you need to get a vaccine, you need to treat it, you, you need to get rid of it. And um, I think Daybreak, it's, it's trying to have a similar idea where it's trying to say, you know, we're aware of what's going on out there um, and trying to make it more real and more tangible to people. Um, I think there's some ways that, ideas like that can be gamified and, you know, become a bit more lighthearted and, and a little bit more difficult. But I think Daybreak, uh, what's very interesting about it is they're actually getting in touch. They're, they're putting out there that if anyone involved with climate advocacy or any scientists can get in touch with them to let them know and make sure that their, their game is uh, scientifically accurate. And um, it is, it's a nice change that instead of looking at a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic world where everything's gone wrong it's looking for <laughs> which I think we're seeing a lot of out there in media and in, in, in other games it's nice to say well why don't we look at an idealised version of the future where if we work together um, we might be able to reach some of our goals to create new energy and to make a nicer world mm. uh, so from, from what I can see it seems to start pretty bleak though because yeah. uh, the way the world is right now yes our carbon emissions are incredibly high um, and I think your temperature is going to inevitably climb as the game goes on and really if you if your temperature climbs too much then you're going to be in trouble um, but the the carbon um, that you're doing you know if you have forest built if you have um, better forms of energy and you're producing less carbon um, you can place your carbon cubes on the forest and it, you, it acts as a sink because as we know, um, trees um, reduce CO2 in the atmosphere by taking it in and turning it into oxygen. And it's kind of realistic ideas like that that you can see and that it makes sense that like, oh yes, I have less carbon because I have more trees. Um, And then working towards making this this better energy. But obviously as bad things happen, they they do have some cards that go into play. Um, But unfortunately, you know, there might be flooding, there might be fire, there might be um, all these things that we're seeing in the news. And it's kind of trying to, maybe make that connection of this is happening because of this. Um, I think there's great scope there for education in it. But I think what I'm most excited about with the game is that they're kind of practicing what they preach. Um, there was a Kickstarter campaign to get it out there and for every backer um, who who contributed, they'd get $1 towards um, environmental causes and climate justice groups. Um, but even more than that, I mean, I love board games and um, I think they're, they're a great way to you know, have community, to have fun, to get people together, to break the ice, to learn things. 
but sometimes you get them and there's so much plastic involved. Mm. I mean, even even the cards, they're coated in plastic. You know, you get the miniatures and the miniatures make it really fun, uh, but they're plastic. And, you know, we, we're we always talking about that plastic just doesn't go. Even when you're using um, plastic that, you know, is made from, uh, you can have your natural plastics that are made, they still last for hundreds of years. And um, sometimes there's plastic in the games that, yes, it's an important component of the game, but then sometimes there's just a tray in there to bulk the box up or to help organize it. And they're going, well, this is more plastic. And did we really need this? Um, but with the new Daybreak game, even their storage trays are made out of molded pulp. You know, that the, mm. um, the miniatures are going to be made out of wood. You know, and again, it's wood that's been sourced from a reliable source. So it's really exciting that way, um, as well as hopefully being a really fun game. Yes. Um, fortunately, I haven't had access to it yet, but from, from what I've seen, one or two people have had playthroughs and it looks like it's going to be a, a good, fun game. So um, that that is something that I'm really excited about. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I, you, you were able to give us the kind of gist of, of how it's played. I am interested, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, but like it's four players, the United States, China, Europe, and everyone everyone else. So you have mm. so three people represent the three biggest polluters, and I wonder is yeah. the game tilted in some way if you're the if you're the everyone else player because you're the least to blame? Do you have less to do to win the game? Now, well, I I know that in um, their previous games, pandemic, that like they they normally is certain roles that different countries have, you know, or that that different players have that you might have a special power in with of things, or you are going to be producing more carbon at the beginning. Um, but again, the thing is, these are the biggest countries, you know, who are causing the issue, but they also have the greatest power for change and they have the, the greatest thing for change. So being able to see how it's affecting others and working as a group would really give you an opportunity to say, well, I have more money available. I have more funding. What can I do to change things? You know, and I might have more scientists that can do research. How, how would I be able to change it? So again, I'm not um, entirely certain because I haven't been able to play the game yet, but mm. generally it does seem to be that there is an awareness for, um, you know, that the roles, the countries that you're playing makes a difference. But with their other um, with their other games where it is collaborative, you're supposed to be discussing it as a group and making decisions as a group. And that, again, kind of feeds into what we try to do in the real world is that we try to have these big meetings, we try to have these big discussions, and we try to have all the voices heard. And, and, and it does seem to be the case that sometimes everyone else is getting less of a voice because there's less people there. Um, so, you know, the bigger powers that, yes, their voices are the loudest, but it doesn't mean that everyone else doesn't play a role. And, um, yeah, mm. I think it's just, it, it does bring a, a lot back to the considerations for what is going on in the world around us and what can we do. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's another one, though, called Kyoto, uh, you're in the shoes of climate negotiators. That's I, I, I that seems less attractive to me, I must say. <laughs> that just sounds like a totally soul destroying game where everybody loses at the end of it. I know. I, I I think it's it's really funny because there's a lot of different games out there. And um, if you if you brought to someone, let's go play this game where you're going to negotiate. You're going to try and talk, and someone go, "Why is this fun? Why is this? Um, <laughs> why would why would I want to put myself in this position and do this?" But um, it is really funny when when you're playing a game and you sit down and you're trying to think of, okay, well, what can I do? Is there a strategy? And it's trying to get that out of the box thinking. And you know, sometimes um, you know by playing these games at a young age we might be able to inspire minds who are able to say well hang on a second why isn't someone having this discussion I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do something about this um, and and make a difference 
to the world. And then hopefully, you know, if the people who are who are older who are playing these games, um, that we don't get so jaded and we try and think, what can I do and how can I make a difference myself mm. also? Yes, indeed. Now, one game now, and this is kind of an interesting intersection that that, that uh, I think you are familiar with, Wingspan. And, and mm. you know, people who are bird watchers love this game. Yeah, I, I actually, um, I I have a background in zoology also. So I have a lot of friends who like to go bird watching. And um, I know one of, one of my greatest types, I'd lean towards marine biology. I'd be a little bit stronger on that. So one of my greatest regrets is that sometimes I, I knew all this at one stage and it goes out of my mind. And so that's why I think I enjoy Wingspan so much in one way because I'm like, oh, brilliant. Yes, I remember this. And um, it's so vivid and it's so full of information. Um, but um, it, it, it also has a lot of tangibility to it as a game. Um, there, it, it does have cool minis. You, you get little eggs that you're able to lay on your bird's nest. Um, you have a bird feeder that you roll these dice out with the different types of food that obviously, you know, different birds have different diets, um, you know, seeds, bugs, um, fish, um, and rats, and that you you put it into the, the bird dice and it flies out so it's fun. And then everyone has their own um, spotter's guide that they're working from, that they play their birds into, that it's their own private board. So what's really nice in one way is that you are working independently. And yes, it does matter how everyone else is doing because there are different end of round goals. But at the same time, you can kind of be playing by yourself and doing a nice thing if you're not super competitive, just putting out the nice birds and and your points are added up as feathers. So, you know, um, a particularly... um, rare or a bird that might be might cost a lot of food to put down uh, is going to have a higher feather count or maybe you know um you can put down a, a bird with a low feather count and you get less special skills that where you can get extra um food or extra eggs from the thing but it does take a, a scientific approach to it so obviously the original game came out in 2019 and it, it's based on North american birds and you're able to play your birds down and each of the birds has, you know, what type of food they eat and it tells you their real type of food. And sometimes it might have like that uh, you can choose any of the food tokens to pay to play it, um, that they're an omnivore. And then it also has a couple of facts about the bird, the bird name and what type of nest it has and then how many eggs they might typically lay. I know one of the cards that you can put down that doesn't have a nest at all, um, it's because it doesn't lay eggs in its own nest, you know, um, It, like a, a cuckoo, for example, that would lay eggs in other birds' nests. So it does try to have a certain amount of learning in it, as well as just being really beautiful to look at and really nice um, yeah. to see all the different types of birds. But what's also cool about it is because, obviously, we'd be looking at that and going, oh, you know, this is lovely. But I would have thought that bird looks similar to a bird that we'd have here. Is that the same bird with a different name or is it a different bird? They have expansions um, and they have actually, I think they've had three expansions so far. So they've had a European, um, Oceania and an Asian expansion. So then that way there's birds from different countries. And I think you're able to combine the cards and play it in different places if you want. So rather than keeping it pure to one place, but um, it, it is just really nice to look at. And what I think is really important about it as well is that sometimes when you get a game and you're kind of going, I have no idea how to begin playing this, um, it actually has a suggested first um, time playing. It gives you a really clear layout of how to play it, take these birds, find these birds, play them in this order, um, and it's going to suggest you get food and suggest you um, 
draw a card or suggest, you know, you lay eggs, which are your different types of moves. Um, but it kind of means that you're already playing the game before you have to think for yourself. Yes, which yes. Is the first time you're playing it, you're like, I don't know what to do. And um, so I think it just makes it a lot more um, accessible for people because sometimes you're looking at a game and there's so many rules and you just don't know where uh, to begin. Yeah. Um, and it can be really daunting. So that's that's one of the reasons why I think yeah. it's fun. It's and really I suppose, great. yeah, even... You know, uh, um, they you know they sound like great games and all the rest of it, and it does pe- make people somewhat familiar with the mechanics of uh, of fighting mm. climate change, which uh, you know, which is a genuine benefit to people, I guess, without doing it in a completely jaded way. Kathy, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Kathy McGuire, there, a member of Board Games Ireland. Moncrief, brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.